This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 559 of the Eventing Radio Show, brought to you by Eventing Riders Association of North America. This week on the Eventing Radio Show, we catch up with Erin Sylvester, fresh from her Fair Hill four-star win. And whilst I'm currently at Pau Event in France, I was able to chat with current world champion Ros Cantor, and then we gate-crashed the final press conference of the Poe 2019 five-star long event, where the winner, Tom McEwen, and third-place rider, Shane Rose, talked to the press about their Poe experiences. I'm Liz Halliday-Sharp, coming to you this week from North Chaley in England. And I'm Paul Tapner, coming to you this week from Poe Five Star Event in France. And you are listening to the Eventing Radio Show. So, Liz, I'm in Poe. You've been in Lyon last week. We're very continental, aren't we? And I think you're planning on doing even more travelling. Yeah, it's been totally insane. I'm a bit sad I'm not in Poe because it sounds like it's lovely there. Um, but we, we were on the road. We, we did our little eventing tour um, of Europe. We were on the road for over two weeks. We went to a training camp in Breda and then had a team a competition at Buccalo. And then we went straight on to Le Leon with our two horses and sent the Buccalo horse home. And we got back here on Monday. So we're like, wah! And now trying to pull ourselves together and move to the US. Yay! Oh, my gosh. So you, you didn't do the three-week tour then of uh, Buccalo, then Leon, then Poe. Because I'm down at Poe here. And there are some riders that have been to all three of those events. Holland and then France, uh, in the middle of France, and then south of France. We're in the Poe Pyrenees Mountains uh, down here. You, you chose not to do that. Is that because you had to go back to the U.S.? It's mainly because I don't have another five-star horse right now, and my horse That'll did Burley. So <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe Burley and Poe would have been a bit mean for De Niro. So, um, there yeah, is but maybe actually next year. Maybe horse, next year. There, yeah, but there is actually a horse here that did Burley. Okay, it didn't make it all the way around, but it did then do Blenheim. Oh, and it's now And it did make it all the way around, and now it's come here. And um, I know which yeah. one that is, and I don't think that's a good idea. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> I just don't think it's well, a good idea, go. full stop, not because I, of who it is. I think full I, stop, I, not I okay. Think, I, 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 I get it because actually I know that horse personally because I trained it for a bit when oh, I was okay. a youngster and rode it for a bit, and it is the one type of horse that you could back up to event to event to event like that. But you know historically there's even rules around saying that you're not allowed to do things you know too many uh, long format competitions uh too too close together but you know so we will see so yes i'm at poe the event that you're now missing uh the five star here at poe and uh it's a stellar field and my god we've had the dressage the last two days and my gosh that you should see that the scores are so close together we have an, you know see. equals and there's there's literally one or two penalties uh, separating them. We have some super top horses here, um, with t- especially with Tim Price, Gemma Tattersall, uh, and um, Ros Cantor, our current world champion, uh, and Chris Burton. And you, you know, like there is just going to be a really, really tight competition. I encourage everybody to um, go back and to don't the forget Poe Tom website. McEwen. 
Tom, Tom McEwen and Tom Toledo McEwen. Exactly. Tom McEwen has got two horses here. I mean, he is, um, you know, nailing it. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting watching Tom McEwen's dressage today. Beautiful trot work, beautiful canter work, really, really fragile walk work. And um, I'm always one for sports psychology. And I was watching, uh, because I'm part of the TV production here, and I was, I was directing the, the TV at, at the time, and I zoomed in on, on Tom's face during the walk. And you can see him totally. He was using a distraction technique of, of um, sports psychology. He's looking outside of the arena. Yeah, he was literally looking out at something else. Like, and I use that on horses in, in yep. a main arena like that. I will count the flags around the outside of the arena to relax your look. body more. Yeah, you know, yeah. just like I'm out 100%. for a hack. I'm, I'm just riding out along the road or out on the trail. You know, it's just really casual, just wandering around. Yeah, and he could see that's what Tom was doing. He was looking out at the, and the horse was doing a very not bad walk, but a very ordinary walk, considering the very good trot work and the very good canter work it did. And so he's just looking around, looking at the crowds, looking at the signs, totally trying not to pay attention to his horse. And then the moment he looked back at his horse and gathered the reins up ready to put it into medium walk for the halt rein back, horse jogged. You know, it was just like really fascinating to watch there. Um, so I've been having great fun at Poe. I'm looking forward to seeing the cross country tomorrow. And certainly you'll be hearing from, the, you know, those guys uh, on the show later. But, you know, you're going back to, uh, well, actually, you should probably tell us about Bukalo and Leon first. Uh, yeah, well, Bukalo was, um, oh, it's such a wonderful event. It was my eighth time at Bukalo. It's, it's definitely, well, Bukalo and Leon are two of my very favorite events ever. So it's always a pleasure to be able to go there back to back on nice horses. And, um, I only had an eight year old at Bukalo, uh, but he, he was incredible cross country. I, I can't say anything other than that. The course was much nicer than it is some years. We've got a new course designer, which was a good thing, in my opinion. Um, had a lot more flow than I think Bukalo has sometimes. Um, we had a lot of rain, but but the ground held up. And um, yeah, my eight-year-old was, was fantastic. You know, he's still learning and um, exceptional clear cross country with two time faults. And um, unfortunately, he's a very, very good jumper. And he just tipped two rails behind purely because he was just a bit tired with his hind end, which I think nearly every eight-year-old in the field, I think, had two down, which is kind of interesting. Um, but I'm still thrilled with him. He was a fabulous horse. And um, we were on for a very good team result, um, Team USA. And unfortunately, Jenny Brannigan had a, had a really unfortunate um, sort of a freaky fall on cross country. We still don't really know why, because the horse is a fabulous jumper and, or we would have been up there, but it was very interesting to test out the Olympic format. Interesting, weird, <laughs> all kinds of things. Yeah, I was going to say, out yeah. How, when one of your riders has fallen off on cross country, but there's still now what happens? jumping. I mean, it's, it was very odd, but useful. Do you know what? Really, really useful for all yeah, of us. And, for um, sure. All horses and riders have gone home in one piece and um, looking forward to another day, which is important. And um, then we sent that horse home with Francis Whittington. Thank you, Francis, who took my and boy on home. to Leon. <laughs> and on to Leon, which was a very long drive in very bad weather. And um, yes, I had two fabulous seven-year-olds at the Leon, um, Cooley Moonshine and Flash Cooley, who are both really top horses. And um, the one thing I will say, and I'm going to say this right out there, that the ground in the main arena this year was unacceptable, like bottomless to make the worst event in Ireland look good. 
<laughs> it's the best. So exactly, it is. It is not acceptable. It is the world championships oh, for seven-year-old horses. Yeah. It's the world championships for six-year-old horses, and rightly so. It is a glorious event, uh, and it's a great, well-supported event by all of the riders and the spectators. They get huge spectators. They're beautiful, but then you know why put the dressage and the show jumping on grass when it's so raining and 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 like it's not fair for the young horses no, it becomes I, a particularly unfair competition when the technology is there yeah, to exactly. put down a surface you know they, they already have a massive arena that has got a, a synthetic surface there okay it's not yep. right where the grandstands of the race course is where the main event is but it doesn't matter that it is there so it's not like they can't do it and you, you just follow the Buccalo and the Wiesbaden and all these other uh, yes. events which put down a temporary surface just for the week you know it is possible so and we pushed, we pushed to you. get moved to the surface on the Friday. All of us as riders, we pushed very hard because we knew there was more rain coming. The dressage was punishing, Paul. I mean, my two horses tried so hard. I mean, they tried their guts out. They were falling over in the arena. I mean, it was that bad. And um, the cross country was not that terrible, thankfully. It was it was a struggle, and the horses did find it hard, especially the direction we ran. And it was a strong course, but the ground, thankfully, was not as terrible as the main arena. But honestly, the show jumping on the last day, I, it, let's just put it this way. I struggled to walk the course on foot, let alone get the horses through it. Well, indeed, so. I spoke to Tim Price about that, the the, the winner of the uh, seven-year-old mm. class, and he said that he was on an exceptional show jumper, and he just he was in yeah. eighth place going into the oh, show I was jumping. in 11th, Paul, and, and I finished second. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Exactly. Eighth place going into show jumping, and he just knew he had a very good show jumper, and, mm. he, and he knew the time was tight, and he said, well, I'm just going to gallop around, treat this like a cross-country course, try and put the horse long at every fence, which is not what you do to make a good jumper uh, 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 get a clear round, but just so that he could be away from the boggy takeoff spots. Yep. He knew his horse had the ability and the scope, but not every horse would do. And, you know, so totally riding because he was on a, that particular horse and that particular ground. And he gets the clear round and, and he came out of the clear round thinking, you know, his words were, I don't think anybody else is going to do that because they're not sat on that type of horse, you know. Well, so I hope they'll listen to us and change it for next year because really exactly. it is the most wonderful event, you know, as well as I do. It's a great experience for the right horse and for the riders. It's a real, you know, feels like a really big championship, but we need to not crush the soul of these lovely young horses for the future. Indeed, that's correct. Well, enough of us and enough of uh, where we've been going. I think we should uh, hear from some of our uh, guests on the show today. Joining us now on the Eventing Radio Show, it is one of the USA's top riders. Erin Sylvester, welcome to the Eventing Radio Show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Well, Erin, it's a pleasure to have you on, especially for a very good reason, because you've just taken the USA National Championship at Fair Hill in the CCI Four Star Long. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It was an exciting weekend. Well, I was trying to watch the um, the live feed as much as I could. I was actually in my lorry at Le Leon, and I was sort of trying to watch the live feed at the same time, and I didn't get to see and around. And you had a great weekend there. Oh, thank you. No, it was good. But, um, but of course, I was trying to keep up with all of the American events like I do. And um, it looked like a tough course this year. And of course, your super thoroughbred, Paddy the Caddy, who I've always loved him, and he's such a great, consistent horse for you. Um, it must have just been really special, though, to take such a big win with him. It, it really was. Um, I thought the course 
walked really quite tough when I walked it on Wednesday and um, I didn't get a chance to walk a course last year, but it definitely was tougher than the two years prior. Um, I'd ridden the three-star track both of those years. And um, like, as we walked for the rest of the week and made our plans, it all seemed attainable, but um, it definitely was, it was a very technical course and I thought it got um, technical late in the course. And um, for that reason, it sort of caught out horses that were um, getting tired. It was in the later stage of the cross country, like in the eighth and ninth minute where Derek's usually got just like some straight lines and scope questions. He had some turning questions that, um, really ended up mixing up the leaderboard on Saturday afternoon. And it definitely, I mean, it definitely looked that way and it was interesting to watch. And I think the course looked like it had changed a little bit. Now you're, your horse, Patty, the caddy, he's a fantastic cross country horse. And I understand that you've held a record at least for a long time. I can't, I'm not sure if I still have, but your own little record that he had never had a cross country or a show jumping fault in a three day. Is that right? Something like that. Um, it was, that was right until this spring I had a 20 at Kentucky, but up until that point, um, that was, that was accurate. He's only had, and for his show jumping, he's only had a time fall at his very first one star when he was a seven-year-old, um, in the show jumping. Um, so the rest of his three-day events, Sunday show jumping, he is, he's so reliable. He tries really hard and he does not want to touch the poles. That's pretty cool. I mean, I just, I remember hearing that and thinking that's some record, especially for a thoroughbred. I mean, just outstanding. And um, I mean, yeah. tell us now, like, what what is the big plan for him? I know you, you've worked really hard to keep sort of his mojo in the right place and keep his soundness in the right place, like so many of us have to work on. And will you aim for Kentucky again, or will you possibly aim for bigger things, maybe out uh, over the pond in England? Um, right now, I'm planning on Kentucky. I, um. I haven't had a stellar result for him yet. And it means a lot to me, sorry, at the, at the five-star level. Um, and it means a lot to me to have a horse like him thoroughbred on American soil, pull home a really strong finish. And I, um, I also feel like it's important to do that at the five-star level at home, um, before you go abroad. I definitely, would like to go abroad with the Dedicorp grant that um, that was part of the win at Fairhill, which are so gracious to have that sponsorship from the Dedicorp Corporation. Um, I will be able to um, use the flight to go overseas at some point next year. And I, right now I'm just thinking probably a fall, um, a fall three day would be great to look at because I really do um, I, I want to get through Kentucky and um, ideally have at least a top 10 finish have the dressage that we've had for the last two years a little bit better hopefully um, and we just had a little mishap on cross country last year which um, seemed like it was bad luck but in hindsight I, I think that um, 
we really needed to go back to the drawing board and, and do some practicing and iron out some kinks at home, um, which we did that uh, this summer and fall. And he felt awesome going around Fairhill. So I'm hoping I can take that mojo into Kentucky and have a clear inside the time ride and hopefully another clear show jumping in a good Sunday. So um, Aaron, that sounds fantastic. Aaron, that sounds fantastic. The, the Taking your mojo. I love that expression. You're going to take the mojo from your Fairhill win into Kentucky next time. So, uh, you know, you, 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 Kentucky this time wasn't so good. You said that was your first 20. I mean, that must have been devastating. But amazing to win this prize now. And, you know, hearing you talk about your plans about when to utilize this, you've obviously thought a lot about this. So, we, you know, we, you haven't been overseas yet. You know, has that happened yet? Or is it this will allow for the first um, time? I have actually. I went to Burley in 2012 with a with my first four star horse, No Boundaries, and then I went to Poe with him in 2014. So it'll be my first trip back in a few years. Um, and I, to be completely honest, I haven't thought a ton about what to do. But you know, there aren't all that many options um, in the fall. I just I do know I really want to get. Kentucky done and get it done really well. Um, and then so you've got some it. unfinished business there for Kentucky. Yeah, I do. I do. I really do. And you're going to, and like you said, going to take that mojo and, and uh, nail Kentucky before you uh, head back overseas again. Um, so, you know, Burley and Poe, that's pretty amazing. Um, badminton, you know, for, the, for that overseas trip or something slightly less scary. Um, yeah, so for next year, I, th- I, right now, at least I'm not thinking of badminton because it's in the spring. I have another horse that I'd like to have at Kentucky. So I'd like to have the two of them at Kentucky. I think, um, for my program, it'd be a little hard for me to have a horse at each of those events, um, right now, but, um, I haven't, I obviously haven't ridden a badminton yet and. Patty's a very quick, careful horse on the cross country, and he loves deep going. So um, maybe that will be something that we can do in the future, you know, before his career finishes out. Um, but the horse that I had that I went over to Burley and Poe with, he was a really special horse. Um, he wasn't the most competitive as your first four or five star horse usually isn't. And so I got a lot of mileage with him and, um, and Patty's really special, and I know he has a really good top result in him at the five-star competition in his future. So I want to make sure that I've got that finish on home turf um, so that I can then take that skill overseas and feel really confident about what I'm taking forward into the competition over there. So, Aaron, um, you know, talking about these five stars and stuff, the um, your win was special for a few reasons because it was the last Fairhill four star. So that was kind of a big yeah. thing after so many years. And it looks like yeah. well, next year it's because we're going to have a new USA five star. So that is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, really, really exciting. And Fairhill is such a great venue to have it. Um, I've been riding at Fairhill, not just in the competitions, but um, just riding out there for fitness work and taking the dogs walking and whatnot for the last, 
um, 15 years now because I went to University of Delaware for college and uh, that is 10 minutes down the road. So, um, like, it's it's really old, confirmed turf, a lot of terrain. They're building the cross-country course in a different location on the Fairhill grounds. Um, but I think it's going to... I think it's going to be a great spot. I, I know the, I know the area of the general track and Ian Stark is a designer and I think he's going to do an awesome job. And it's just going to be so cool to have a five star in the fall on our own home soil. That's really, really important for us. It is very exciting indeed. And uh, I'm sure the, uh, U.S. eventing scene will benefit uh, no end from having that, and it's uh, interesting to hear you say that it's your, you know, local event, and you really know it, and you know the terrain, you know the park, you walk your dog there, all those sort of things. So, um, you know, does that, would that sort of familiarity really help your performance? You know, you, you feel really at home there, and that that helps maybe the the win that you've just had. Um, I I really think it does. I it's actually funny when I was in college. And I'd take the dogs out walking there. Um, I was riding maybe prelim intermediate level at that point. So at that point in time, Fairhill was only running a three star, which is now four star. And I would, I would walk the jumps and like, they looked so crazy big to me and um, combinations that kind of looked unattainable to me at that point in time. But I remember walking around and I'm like, I'm going to do this someday. Like I absolutely will. And, um, so it, it was really meaningful to have, um, to have that win on home turf and for it to be, um, the last year that it's run in that location, the four star, um, you know, it, it definitely went out with a bang. The course I thought was very, very difficult. Um, and Derek, I thought was a little bit tricky in two spots, like created things that people were a little surprised by, um, and rode differently than some of his combinations tend to ride. So, um, so yeah, it being home turf, that was really neat and really fun. And I'm excited to see the five star on, on that same turf. Indeed. It is super exciting. Now, Tell us a little bit, just briefly, you know, for our listeners that are perhaps not so familiar with yourself, uh, many of our listeners, listeners are a European or Australasian. And, uh, you know, like you said, you've only competed twice in Europe. So, you know, you're a, a, a quick fire question here. You know, uh, you've got to give me your answers in as short a time as possible. So uh, you're, you're a professional. Are you a professional event writer? Yes. How old are you? And I know you're not supposed to ask a lady that, but, you know, it's, it's hard to tell on radio. <laughs> you can give me a range 34. if it's, if if I've offended you. Thirty four. There you go. I'm thirty four. Um, yeah. How long have you? How long have you been a professional event writer for? Uh for probably eleven eleven years now. Yeah. Uh, and how many? Yeah, you you got to keep this brief. And then how many? <laughs> be quick. Uh, and how many horses in your barn now? Uh, so I have a sort of larger operation that is partly my competition horses and the horses that I have in training and I'm developing. And then the other half are, are clients that ride with me and also compete um, in eventing in the U.S. And so we usually are around 30 horses in our operation. And I'd say 
um, 15 of those are in like my close program that I'm training competition to horses compete, for you or they're my, yeah. Um, or my upper level horses. Yeah. Okay, so 15 competitions, so about half enough. 15 competition horses, about 15 clients, trainers, whatever, all of that sort of thing. So that's pretty cool. All right, and then are you an amazing social media person? Tell tell our listeners how they can follow all of your progress. Are you on Facebook? Are you on Twitter? Are you on Instagram? Are you on YouTube? Are you on TikTok? Check me out. I'm down with the kids. Hey, what is that? <laughs> I just learned about TikTok. Ah, you see, this I knew Liz. I knew um, Liz. Ah, you see, Liz, you don't know what TikTok is. I am is. not Aaron down with do. kids. Ah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Erin and I are down with the kids. We know what TikTok is. Okay, carry on, Erin. <laughs> um, so I have an Instagram and a Facebook account and and a website as well. It's Facebook and Instagram are a good spot to watch our progress and what events we're at and, and what we're doing. Well, thank you, Erin, very, very much for that. And we're really, really excited for you with your big win at Fairhill. And um, perhaps we'll see you win an even bigger event there next year when the five star <laughs> comes to town. Um, and um, I, will, I will see you very soon in the USA as we make our migration back. And um, thank you yes, for being I'm on the Eventing Radio it. Show. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> the Eventing Riders Association of North America is the collective voice of riders, equine professionals, and owners in pursuit of enhancing the growing sport of eventing in North America. In cooperation with our members, governing bodies, related committees, and organizers, ERA of NA works to improve the overall welfare, safety, visibility, and growth of the sport. ERA of NA, your voice matters for the sport of eventing. Jump in and engage by becoming a member today. Find them online at www.eraofna.com. I'm here at Poe Five Star Event, and I'm at the very last fence of the cross-country course, and I just so happened to run into our current world champion, Roz Cantor. Roz, um, just interviewing you here for the, the, uh, the eventing radio show. So you've just finished walking the course here. What's your impressions of the Poe Five Star track? Yeah, it's definitely five star. It's definitely going to be a challenge out there today. There's lots of twists and turns, lots of skinny fences, lots of big fences. Um, but I'm pleased to be sat on my little horse, Zenshira. He's been here before and he's a great cross-country horse, so I hope I can give him a good ride today. So Zenshira, uh, the horse you definitely want to be sat on for this course? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, he wouldn't be the fastest horse in the world and I think he might find it quite hot today because it's, it's pretty hot here in Poe. But um, he's a super jumper, and I know he'll try his hardest for me. Most definitely. And uh, for all our listeners, uh, just remind us uh, what score you got in the dressage and where you're positioned, or are you one of these riders that ignores the scoreboard till Uh, the very end? We got a 27-point-something. I can't remember what the point was. I think it was a two. Um, Yeah. I mean, he was was great. (laughs) He actually did some of the best work he's ever done, and um, I watched it back last night, and I... It actually looked quite impressive at times, but um, we made mistakes in the changes. He he has always been tempted to go get a bit overexcited about doing a flying change and take it a bit early. So I made the decision to practice them all a bit later, late. And then when we got in there, we both kind of forgot to ride them at the right point. So <laughs> Oops. That's a little bit annoying because actually his changes can when be When you have a plan, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have a plan to really pull down mm. the big marks and it doesn't quite pull didn't, it off. It's didn't frustrating. Come off, but actually he was very good. You know, he is, he's 
a bit getting a bit of an old hand at, at dressage really and we've been together since he was six years old and he's 15 now so uh, I ought to know how to ride him really. You should know how to ride him yes and indeed uh, we, we can't let you go without mentioning that you're um, coming back from uh, maternity leave if we're allowed to call it that it's not quite maternity leave when you're an event rider but um, finding the transition back in as a riding mum no problem whatsoever ready to nail it here today. Well, I wish I would say, yeah, it's no problem whatsoever, but the reality is it is more difficult, I think, and um, it's definitely taking me a bit longer to get back into it. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely surprised. I am a little bit of a slow coach by nature, and going fast, I've had to train to be first, and I'd say that's the first thing that's gone. So it's definitely going to be a challenge for me today, and I hope, hopefully I get in the right mindset, and then you know I'll go and give Alfie a really good ride like he deserves. Well, we better leave you to go and get in the right mindset. Listen to some heavy metal or some relaxing music. What's your style in that? Oh, a bit, bit, bit jolly. A bit, bit jolly. jolly so, think, some, we'll yeah. hear some jolly tunes yeah. coming from your uh, uh, lorry as you're prepping yourself ready for this afternoon's cross country. We wish you all the luck. Thank you very much. Now we head over to the Poe press conference, where the winner Tom McEwen tells us how he feels about his win. So tell us about it. How do you feel? Yeah, amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when you're on a superstar horse like that on a jumping day, um, it's, it's down to me. Like he's he's, a, he's an aeroplane jumping, so uh, all I've got to do is stay on board and, and find the next fancy council numbers. And um, yeah, phenomenal. Couldn't couldn't be happy to do it with him as the first one. And um, yeah, look forward to continuing on it. Was it your first? Was it his first five star? First five star when he did his first five star here three years ago. Okay, so first five, first five star win. Tom now tells the press conference about his plans for the future. Next year, for, or for the rest of the season, or for next year? The rest of the season's over, so it's um, drive home tonight, uh, Amsterdam on Monday evening for a stag, do for a few days, and then yeah, work out next year after that. <laughs> So that was a question about the uh, about being a little bit stressed over for show jumping because very often we've had uh, riders who've been first in the dressage, first after cross country, and then it goes a little bit pear shaped because uh, you get a little bit stressed. So how did you manage your stress out there? I know you're going to say the horse was just fantastic. <laughs> um, I don't know. Watching Wales come out of the World Cup. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> Yeah, it's easy to say, but the horse is phenomenal, great jumper, we've uh, got a great team and if you sort of train to this every day, this is what you want to do, you want to be going in last into that arena, um, and like you say, to be honest, it's a phenomenal jumper, so all I've got to do is, is turn up and fight and negotiate the way around, so yeah, unbelievably lucky to be on a superb French horse. <laughs> Okay, so that was a question about the Olympics for next year. So with the, you were second at Lululemon, win here. Um, so how do you feel about, uh, do you think you'll be, with, with quite a lot of uh, bricks obviously being possibly selected for the Olympics with the new format? So can you tell us something about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously that's, it's, it's the aim at the end of the day. Um, but as a British rider, we're very lucky to have, like you say, huge strength and depth, and number of riders, and at the moment, the number of combinations of horses and rider right at the top level. So, may have had a good good season at the top levels, but you've got to maintain it next year to be uh, anywhere near the top and anywhere near uh, getting on and playing. The Poe Five Star Press Conference then turned its attention to the third place rider, 
Shane Rose from Australia, who did his best to embrace the French locals. You haven't been in the, in the press conference seat yet, so uh, lovely clear there, which puts you into third place. So how do you feel about this competition? Je suis très content. That's it. Other than bonjour. But, well, that was a big effort. That was really good. And no, very, very pleased with, with my horse. And you know, it's a big thing travelling to the other side of the world. You know, only been here a week and a half. And uh, had a bit of a setback. He, he sort of had a bit of a tie-up at the Lyon when I did a gallop there. We were held up on the race course for sort of 45 minutes to an hour before we got to gallop and, and just the stress got to him a little. So it wasn't the ideal preparation leading into to the event here. And, but, you know, we had a really good team and sort of supporting us and, and getting the horse to the fitness that he, that he was able to compete in. So unfortunately, my grossage wasn't quite to the standard that he's uh, used to. Um, but really, really pleased with his jumping. He's a really, really good jumping horse. And, you know, just a, a couple of seconds over the time on, on Saturday. Um, other than that, like, couldn't be happier with the horse. And, you know, it's, it's a great event. This stuff in here once before didn't have quite so such luck, good luck then. Um, but, uh, yeah, to come over and, and be able to perform the way we did, uh, really pleased. Um, I've got to thank my wife for allowing me to do this. She looks after my kids. We have four of them, and, and it's a big job when I go away. So, um, yeah, she's very supportive of me. And, and uh, you know, just, we've got a great team of staff back home which allow me to be able to do this. So, and whilst I get up here and, and, and take the rewards, it's, it's a big team effort. And, of, of all, all my staff and, and support that sort of allow me to be here. What, what do you think? Well, uh, you've had a good performance here. You're a uh, top form at the moment. So do you think you'll get Virgil to uh, Tokyo next year? I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the plan was to come over here and, and do well. Um, I was hoping to get in the top three and and cement a, a good performance uh, so that hopefully I can prepare for Tokyo next year. And yeah, the horse has been in really, really good form for the last two or three years. Um, he's had one little mistake in, in Tryon uh, where I made an error, but uh, other than that, he's, he's been very consistent in all three phases and other than this weekend in the dressage. But uh, yeah, my, my plan is to prepare him for Tokyo and if I'm lucky enough to get selected, then then that's where we'll head. And if I'm not, then I'll reroute somewhere else. Thanks for listening to the Eventing Riders Association of North America podcast. You can learn more about the Eventing Riders Association of North America at eraofna.com. We will put the links to all of today's guests and topics at eventingradio.com. We're on Facebook. Give us a follow there. Just search for the Eventing Radio Show. We're also on Twitter at Eventing Radio. You can listen to this podcast anytime, anywhere with the free Horse Radio Network app. It's on iPhones and Android. Just go to your app store and search for the Horse Radio Network and you can subscribe via iTunes. I'm Liz Halliday Sharp, and you can follow me on Facebook, Liz Halliday, on Instagram, Liz Halliday Sharp, and on Twitter, at Liz Halliday, and of course, on our website, hseventing.com.
and I've been Tappers in your ears. And I am also on Facebook, Tapner Eventing Team, on Instagram at Tapner Eventing. There's a website, Tapner Eventing Team, and of course, occasionally Twitter at Tapner Eventing. Thanks for listening. Thank you.